Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. Today's conversation is going to introduce you to a few more elements of how to get your feet underneath you in preparation for a satanic attack like that, because it's not fun. Okay, Most of you have already experienced the double spin a thousand times. You're already aggravated. The way you can tell that you're in a double spin is you're behaving in ways that you don't love, and so is he. And you keep misbehaving because he keeps misbehaving, right? And so we have to break that cycle. When I train the men, I try to train them to break the cycle from their side faster than you break it from your side, mostly because I know that you guys are pretty skilled and you're going to break it pretty fast once you learn how to pay attention to it. So any questions on how to tell if you're in one and what to do about it? Confident Hallie taught it so well that everyone has their wisdom and knowledge for the rest of their lives. Yes, let's get rolling on today's themes. Um, let's look at this question. What are good weather check questions or can we wait and chat about it after today's lesson? That's a good question. And, and we do want to have it as you enter season one, because in the same way that you, before you run outside, before you uh, take a picnic basket to the park, before you go skiing, you want to check the weather before you go in. So part of today's process is going to be helping you get a little more skilled at that. The short version of it, and I'm willing to answer this because it's going to help a little bit, that list that you were given in week 14 of how do you know if you're ready, keep that list nearby to help you observe if he's ready. And most of it you can tell without asking any questions. You don't have to ask questions to do a weather check, all right? If a guy walks into the kitchen, starts slamming cupboards, you don't have to ask questions. You can kind of tell what's going on. If he kicks the cat or throws one of the kids onto the floor, don't need to ask questions. Okay, you already know that the weather is not safe to be around. All right, let's begin. These, the concepts we're going to review today might appear to be basic, um, but they're pretty uh, complex, meaning they, they really make a difference. They really matter. And the one I want to spend the most time on is the trick of getting you pulled toward a satanic double spin by having you feel like maybe if you just point out what he's doing wrong, it'll fix it. Maybe if you just hint at it or say it clearly, uh, there's a fascinating question I often get from women. How will he know he's doing something wrong if I don't tell him? Now, let me give you the short version of that. 
how did he grow and mature without your help before he met you? All right. We don't want to insult you by saying, how can you grow up and be mature without a man telling you what's wrong with you? Do you see how unuseful and offensive that is to come to the conclusion that you need a man to tell you what you're doing wrong. You are smart, you are capable, and you're full of the ability to read. You can get personal revelation, etc. So keep that in mind as we work through these things. Let's talk about trust first. When you've been to many betrayal trauma training sessions, when you've been through a lot of injury, your concern about trust has been highly elevated and you can reach a point sometimes of don't try anything until you trust them 100%. This is a lovely idea in a world that we don't live in. When a relationship is born again, when a relationship is starting from scratch, in the same way that you started the first relationships in the first place, there is an element of there's not enough information to trust yet. So it's really important that you start setting up a discernment system so that you can enter with courage. Another one of the words we're going to be talking today, if the environment is somewhat safe, if you haven't been working on your handbook for my daughter that tool will be really useful in preparation for this because you are wanting to train your daughters to enter interactions with other people with some degree of hope that trust might be built, but you also want them to have escape plans. You also want them to be able to get themselves to safety very quickly if things start to go awry. I've never done this with my daughter. Perhaps I should. But having a fire escape plan for your daughter when she's on a date and actually practicing it, what do you do if you're in a car with a guy on the freeway? How do you get to safety quickly if it starts to get scary? What do you do if you are in the middle of the city? What do you do if you're in a house? What do you do if you're in his car? Now, if some of you have actually done this, I would be interested in how you did it. Have any of you out there actually done this with your daughters where you actually walked through scenarios and helped them practice getting themselves to safety. I've only had one daughter and I never did this with her with any amount of detail. Anyone out there ever do this? Hell, you got daughters. Yeah, we had, a, we had a police officer or somebody come do it at Young Women's and they taught, talked about all this kind of stuff. Like really? how to get to safety and how to protect yourself and to watch for signs and stuff like that. So when we're thinking about our daughters, now imagine if your daughter said, this boy is about to sexually take advantage of me. Tell me what I should say. You don't say anything. <laughs> what's what's wrong with her question? Well, her question is it's as, as if she has a, she doesn't have a right to say no or to create her own safety. And in that situation, I'm not very nice, but I'm like, you kick him where it counts. You claw his eyes out. You do whatever you got to do because make him wish he picked an easier target. That's what I say. Like, whatever you got to do to protect yourself, that's what you do. Now, I hope I wouldn't okay. have to get to that place with my husband, but that's what I teach my kids. <laughs> now, what we know about that circumstance, if a man is willing to put you in a compromised situation, he probably doesn't care what you have to say. All right, ladies, if you are in a situation where the person you're interacting with has put you in a compromising psychological condition, like he's not interested in you being able to think clearly. He's not interested in you being uh, sharp with your values. He's not interested in you 
being well cared for in this moment. It doesn't matter what you say. So please do not ask the question, what should I say in that moment? Because that is not the solution. If trust has been broken and the smallest effort of no thank you, I mean, what should a girl have to say to keep herself protected in the position of a man, all of the things, there's every quote that's out there says she should be able to say, no, thank you. And the guy says, oh, okay, let's do something different then. If you're in a situation where trust is being breached and you say, I've, I'm concerned here and he does anything other than, I'm sorry, let me retreat for a second and give you space to think through this. Once he gets more in your face, the trust is completely broken. Do not try to talk have an escape plan in place. And how do you know what to do? You plan it in advance. Most of you can predict this stuff. You've been there. You've been trapped before. You've been pushed into a situation that's not comfortable. Some of you, no names mentioned, are spitfires and go, oh yeah, you want to be rude to me? I can be rude right back. Okay. You want to get loud? I can get loud right back. You want to be rude? You want to be condescending? If you think you can be unpleasant, now we're in a double spin and now you're behaving in ways that are going to be embarrassing for you if caught on film and showed to your grandkids. Go ahead, Holly. One thing about that, I just, funny, I just had a client right before this that we, we were talking about this very thing. And I encourage us all to plan for their potential poor response. So if he's going to, like we know them pretty well, we probably know if they're how they're going to respond to us holding boundaries. We need to plan for that and how we're going to respond because that's where the double satanic spin comes in. We can be focused on what we're going to do for our boundaries, but we can't, if we don't anticipate the potential poor behaviors and then know how we're going to respond to that poor behavior to maintain our own dignity, the chances of us being able to do that are, they go down. We got to be able to plan for that part of it too. Thank you so much, Hallie. The reason we're talking about trust here is not about trusting them. What Hallie just described is trust your ability to predict what's coming. That's what trust is needed when you try to re-engage with someone. It doesn't mean trust them. Trust your ability to predict it, your ability to prepare, and your response that is one that will allow you to maintain dignity. So that's why, that's where trust matters. Trusting yourself enough to do what you need for safety if he is unwilling and unable to do so. Thank you. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.